No, I'm going to start that again, Smith. All right. I'm going to start that again. Right. Let's do a clap. Roll tape. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Welcome, Toon fans, to another episode of Toon Hounds, your animated... Oh, Smith, we're starting again. Smith. <laughs> no, no Smith. Just, just roll with it. Just go with it. No, Smith, we're starting again, Smith. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're starting again. Right. We're going to clap. One, two, three. Welcome, Toon fans, to another fortnightly episode of Toon Hounds, your fortnightly foray into all things animated. I am Rich Masters, and with me, as always, is my good old buddy, good old pal, Christmassy Spivzy, because it's snowing where he is. <laughs> it's snowing. It's a, it's a winter wonderland. Yeah. Tuning in a winter wonderland. Yep. <laughs> Let's hope it stays till next week when we record our Christmas episode. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? But uh, hmm. saying that, it wouldn't be very nice if it snowed non-stop for a week because no you'd be power might go out <laughs> yeah you would be uh you'd probably die of starvation because you'd yeah, be able probably. to get out of your house yeah uh, let's hope it stops between then and it starts again next sunday yeah give us like a five-day reprieve yeah um, you're listening god <laughs> <laughs> i know you're yeah, a fan god whoever you are yeah. um thanks god barmer <laughs> god barmer jeez that's an ancient uh, meme <laughs> um this week, we are doing... What did we decide it was called in the end? Uh, what did I save my file as? Live-action animation hybrids. There you go. Hybridised live-action and animation projects. Um, we called it Animated Insertions, and it sounded like some sort of weird sex game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we decided to go against that yeah. and uh, <laughs> start a new, maybe call it something else. Yeah, something that's um, gross. Yeah. We picked... Well, we could have picked super obvious things. Yeah. Part of me wish we had... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Same, yeah. <laughs> uh, we could have picked Mary Poppins. We could have picked Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Uh, we could, we have, could picked have picked Rescue Rangers. Cool World. Rescue no, we Rangers. Would, we shouldn't have picked Cool World because Cool World is really, really bad. Like worse well, than the cool things World, we picked. Cool World is bad and also really misogynistic. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. A good I mean, movie. Monkey Bones <laughs> not 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 misogynistic. Yeah, but in like a two thousand and one indie comedy sort of way. <laughs> like in, a, in a uh in a the main character doesn't like that the sidekick is misogynistic yeah yeah way. yeah um if uh, let me tell you if you have a thing for furries i'm talking to you v uh <laughs> monkey bone is the episode for you because yeah. rose mcgowan's dressed like a cat yeah um so she yeah, meows we picked, at some points. She does. She purrs as well. Yeah. Um, and she <laughs> has her boobies on display quite prominently. She sure does. So we picked some weird ones this week. I yeah. picked something that um was very is very very dated. Yeah. Uh, largely awful. It's. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to like preempt any like discussion that we have. But this. Uh-huh. I know we say this like constantly. Like every episode, we say something like this. It's possibly the worst thing we've ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> In a lot of ways, mainly the writing. I will agree. <laughs> it but was I bad. I do think it has some redeemable qualities, and I think it is um, unfortunate that it wasn't produced ten years later. Because I think it might have actually, when when they realised that children. Children's uh, television could actually be yeah, written yeah. well. I, I think um, it's unfortunate that it was produced. <laughs> um, so I picked Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. What you ask? Um, uh, what I reply? <laughs> no, I called it Captain Fantasy and the Funky Force. Yes. Um, so, uh, and you picked Monkey Bone. 
Yeah, and last last episode I kept calling it Monkey Bones, but it's not. It's singular. It's there's only the one Monkey Bone. Monkey Bones sounds like a game that pirates would play. <laughs> it does. Yeah, you'd like throw dice. Yeah, catch mm. you in a cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then whoever whoever gets the one is the uh, chief monkey. Yeah, they get called uh, the Monkey Bone, and they get beaten with reeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the back of a cutlass. Yeah, um, <laughs> man, being a pirate was cool. Yeah, apart from the gangrene, I guess, and the yeah. scurvy. Yeah, I mean, but just have a lime, you know, <laughs> start well, sucking on some lemons, and you're well away. Well, they didn't really do that very often, did they? No, they didn't. More for them, really. Mm, yeah, yeah, more for more for them people from the past who don't know yeah. anything about medical stupid, science. Stupid past people. <laughs> Um, right, okay, so we're going to start with Captain Power and the Soldier of the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's so weird. Mm. Um, so we mentioned this in the last episode, that Captain Power and the Soldier of the Future was the first uh, live-action show with a fully computer-generated character in it. Yes. Um, and it, uh, it shows... Wow, it, it, looked, it looked good. <laughs> his, his name is Sauron, uh, and he is a robotic bird. So... So um, I want to set the scene right. uh, as every episode of Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future does with a uh, really long uh, voiceover yeah, at the start. But, but the thing is, the voiceover was so long, but he talked so quickly. Like he had yeah. the, like way more to get through than he had the time period, oh, time yeah. span for. Yeah, he was being timed. Yeah. So I'll read, <laughs> I'll read the voiceover uh, because I don't really understand it. <laughs> I think there's a lot of extrapolation and a lot of filling in the gaps that needs to happen here. So, Earth... 2147. So that's the first bit. We're in the future, folks. We're in the future. Uh, the legacy of the Metal Wars, where man <laughs> fought machines and machines won. Oh no, it's like the Matrix. Then stop f- stop all that. Bio-dreads. Uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Monstrous creations that hunt down human survivors and digitise them. What's digitisation? Don't know. It's You'll ne- never... It- never find out. <laughs> no. It doesn't matter. Volcania. What? Centre of the Bio-Dread Empire. Is this on Earth? Who knows? Stronghold and fortress of Lord Dread, who is uh, David Hemblem, who who is the voice of Magneto from the animated uh, X-Men series. (laughs) That's funny. I liked his um, LED gaming chair that he rolled rolled around. Oh, absolutely. I have seen Twitch gamers with the exact same chair. (laughs) The exact same setup as Lord Dread. Um, Lord Dread. God. Lord Dread. They they, they wanted to make Judge Dread, didn't they? Mm. Not so much of this is like Mega City One. Yeah, Mega City One and T Two. <laughs> yeah, um, a T Two ruler. Uh, no, hadn't. Oh. Uh, but I wonder if James Cameron saw this and was like, "Yeah, oh, probably." T Two, feared ruler of this new order. But from the fires of the Metal Wars arose a new breed of warrior. Are they genetically engineered? Who I don't knows? think so. Born and trained to bring down Lord Dread and his Bio Dread Empire. That's if you're going to be Lord Dread. Yeah, call your soldiers something else yeah like the dread force no no nothing to do with his name <laughs> the dead force <laughs> because if you cross sure. him, you'll be dead you know what it's better than the bio dread um, <laughs> they were soldiers of the future mankind's last hope so if, leader... they were, if they were like <laughs> raised to fight against lord dread does mm-hmm. that mean they were like child soldiers being trained in the art oh. of combat from birth is this like yes a, like a spartan so, yeah so four of them were and one 
of them, Pilot, was actually raised... Um, uh, she was raised to be essentially Hitler Youth. Oh, who turned against... They were they were essentially some... Uh, wait a minute, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I wrote this down. Um... She's a former member of the Biodread Youth, which I. Why would you keep Oof. humans alive to be? Yeah, that's. I don't know. That's a bit weird. Um, mm. the, the thing that uh, stuck out to me the most about Pilot was her boob armor. Yeah, boob armor. Yeah. Boob armor. <laughs> um, really and, egregious. And they do stick out. Yeah. <laughs> she's never, she's not in armor for the whole episode either. <laughs> no. Um, their leader, Captain Jonathan Power. What Jonathan Power? God, master of the incredible power suits. Well, I mean, he is master, but his dad created them, which transform each soldier into a one-man attack force. You've and it got... looked like shit. <laughs> its armor looked like the not the cheapest shit that you could possibly buy. Do you know what it reminded so me funny. of? You know, in the Running Man, when Jesse the Body Ventura comes <laughs> yeah. out in that that really shitty tin armor. Um, <laughs> He's like, I'm not fighting in this shit. Um, it reminds me of that. You've got Major Matthew Hawk Masterson. Good name. Uh, yeah. uh, he's the flying guy. Yeah, You've so got... he's, um, he's the, what's his name from um, A-Team? Yeah, Peter McNeil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've got Lieutenant Michael Tank Ellis, ground assault unit. Who is Sven Thorson? Who is the? Uh, he's really famous. He was the um, like uh, pumping iron guy in the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. Wow, well, yeah, he's really like famous. Be- <laughs> but he's his best friend. Like he's in so, so many films in the eighties. He's like, in, he's in Running <laughs> Man. Just, just to make me laugh. He said he's really, really famous, and he struggled to think of one thing that he was in. <laughs> All right, he's famous, uh, but he might not be really famous. He's sort of like tangentially famous. He's got a cool um, name. Yeah, Sven or- Thorson. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then you've got Sergeant Robert Scout Baker, who's <laughs> espionage and communications. Oh, God, their nicknames are so shit. It's like, oh, yeah. he's, he's espionage, so we, we'll call him Scout. Like, he yeah. drives a tank, we'll call him Tank. He has a crossbow, <laughs> we'll call him Bowface. <laughs> <laughs> and then Corporal Jennifer Pilot Chase. Oh, she, is the she pilot. the pilot? <laughs> yeah, she's the pilot. Wow. Um, and together they form the most powerful fighting force in Earth's history. Their that creed... Is, that is impressive. To, <laughs> ...to protect all life, their promise to end Lord Dredd's rule. Their name, <laughs> Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. So, um... Right, right off the bat, Soldiers of the Future, stupid name, because... Yeah, it's really stupid. To them, they're in the present. They're not in they're, the... They're, if they were time travellers, that would make more sense but they don't their future their future is the present like it's they're not soldiers of the future no they're, they're lying they're soldiers of the present <laughs> yeah, yeah they should be right. called captain <laughs> captain fortune and the soldiers of the present <laughs> no it's captain power <laughs> captain, captain power. fortune why do i keep captain, calling captain fortune captain power and the soldiers of now <laughs> yeah that's cooler because um, <laughs> they could have like now come up in like you know word art 3d text coming at the screen <laughs> So, do you know who was the lead writer of this show? Um, uh, <laughs> Billy Mitchell. No. J. Michael Straczynski. <laughs> what? The guy who wrote Babylon 5. That the is The guy funny. who wrote um, Rising Stars, the comic. The guy who wrote uh, Spider-Man car- uh, comics for a really long time. Um, what else has he done? <laughs> that's, that's funny. It's like, I, I love seeing where people started off. Wait, so, the weird thing was, right, this, this programme... <clears throat> was pitched I'm not going to talk about the episode basically I'll tell you the general plot of this episode yeah yeah um they blow up a base 
Um, and then Captain Power gets a message from his seems to be ex girlfriend, although they can't yeah, say yeah, anything yeah. about it because she's oh, th- this is a kids show. Yeah, um, yeah, all you get is like um, uh, Bloomfield uh, nostalgic flashbacks, yeah. like where yeah, the yeah, lights yeah, are yeah, weird yeah. and they I suppose they Vaseline on the camera. Yeah, I suppose they didn't do that thing where it's always them underneath some bed sheets smiling mm. at each other. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they used to play chess. Oh, so wait a minute. The reason he gets a message from this woman is because um, Lord Dread is basically his mission is to digitize every life, yeah. uh, like form of life on planet Earth. He's Which essentially like Brainiac. Sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. He's essentially yeah. like Brainiac. Um, and he says like um, like Captain Power is ruining my destiny, my future. So I'm going to use his past against him. I don't know where that logic comes from, but <laughs> sure, go for that. Go for that. Yeah, he's um, um, he's trying to like psychologically manipulate the poor fella. Yeah, he's, um, yeah. And the digitization process is essentially you you are stripped of all your humanity and turned into data. And what, um, he brings <laughs> no, no actual. <laughs> physical data um and he brings this woman back from captain power's past this love interest who has lost all her humanity and Mm. doesn't wants to die basically yeah um in order to trap captain power yeah it's it's a lot for a kid's show isn't it but the good thing is i watched this and picked up on none of this (laughs) 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 went completely over my head (laughs) so the one of the problems was it's uh we had to watch it in potato quality yeah like um uh, I would say probably less than 240. <laughs> 144p, yeah. 144. Yeah, I um, watched it on my iPod Touch. It was the, <laughs> it was the only screen I had small enough. <laughs> to get any detail. <laughs> um, so, uh, the, this was a 22-episode uh, Canadian-American uh, show that was aimed at children and adults. So there's your first problem. Mm. Um it was aimed to bridge the gap between children's programming and adult programming, like Neighbours in the right, UK, because yeah. yeah. uh, that's what we do, <laughs> or did for a long time. Or Doctors um, now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is Doctors. Um, and basically, it crashed and burned. Yeah, it I'm not was surprised, to be honest. Too, it was too violent for kids, yeah. way too violent for kids, and way too stupid for adults. And it looked shit. It looked really bad. Well, like, if this looked, was like... It looked like when a sketch comedy troupe makes a fake old TV show. Like, it reminded me of Danger 5. It reminded me of um, when Brett and Jermaine in Flight of the Concords did yeah. the uh, sci-fi video. <laughs> yeah, the for, robots. Uh, the humans are dead, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I... So I remember seeing this as a kid, and I was like... In, uh, enchanted by the show. Mm. Yeah, well, um, you were, you were, honestly, you were pretty easily enchanted as a child. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there was nothing on television like this at the time, probably, yeah. thankfully. Um, but there's been lots of attempts to get this redone, like as, um, so it influenced things like Reboot, um, mm, yeah, yeah, stories yeah. very similar. Um, it's very Terminator 2 esque. Mm. Um, it's just, it's not, it's not good. It's I not good. If you were, if they rebooted it now, they'd have to do it tongue in cheek. You'd have to make fun of it. I think because yeah. it's been so long since this sort of thing was impressive that you'd have to yeah. like lean on that a bit. Like yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. they could do a straight reboot because so it, it's silly. It's really silly. But I will say something that I noticed during watching this. 
there were live actors, created sets, mm. uh, jib movement shots, steady cam shots, orchestral music, which yeah. I'm sure um, they have taken from, like, they had either taken or had been sort of like changed from other pieces of music. Because I heard some music and I was like, I know this from somewhere else. Um, <laughs> it was the t- Terminator 2 soundtrack. All <laughs> Special effects, uh, 3D animated characters. Like the production of the show was so expensive mm. like it cost a million dollars an episode to create this in How? 1980 <laughs> uh when was it 1987 uh, 1987 so uh, a million dollars um, in 1987 that would that's like how much now like 2.5 probably something like that yeah maybe a yeah. bit more was that um, per episode of the entire season Per episode, but they, so they spent twenty-two million on this. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ! What were they yeah. spending the money on? Coke. Well, that's why. That's why <laughs> the um, the episodes were much shorter than intended because they couldn't they couldn't fill a thirty-minute slot <laughs> because it was just so. Yeah, each episode cost an estimated one million dollars to produce. That's insane. Why did it look so bad? <laughs> so the series, as it went on, used less digitization and stuff, and pe- the characters got were less in their costumes it was more about like um the allegories of nazism and the aftermath of a nuclear war oh Um, i think it's a shame when people who make these kinds of shows have like a clear vision of a thing they want to talk about like they've got a yeah a passion for something that they want to teach children or the youth about and then they make something like this and it's rubbish and people miss all of the allegorical parts to it and it just ends up being shit well it was supposed to be about like the last hope for humanity like yeah the, um you know when you're you know the kids version of when you're um the last people left do you in do you like double down on your humanity or do you abandon it right yeah like, and then um, they put them in tinfoil uh, like i'm like <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah. they put them in tin foil, so they all yeah. look like jacket potatoes. <laughs> oh, the cost the the, uh, the armored costumes were so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't look. Like, they're not they're made to look all futuristic and everything, but they made, they managed to look about forty years out of date. Yeah, like, it was I, honestly I don't know what they were doing. Like it was. Do you know what? Geez. Do you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember what? the cartoon Centurions? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, so they had um just hang on, like, let me type, let me type Google it in it. while I'm talking. Yeah. So they essentially had because when you do it, the cart the toys are there as well. They essentially were like uh, a green, a yellow, and a blue uh figure essentially, and they all had. Uh, little, little holes, holes on them, them. <laughs> yeah. and basically all their all their equipment slotted in, and I think that looks better than Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. They've got um, the faces are funny because they look like nineteen eighties porn stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially the one who is supposed to be Tony Stark, but yeah. looks like um, yeah, he looks like a nineteen seventies porn star. Yeah, um, <laughs> he looks like the one out of um, American Werewolf in London. You know when he goes into that. Porn yeah, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, the director or the show runner uh who's called larry detilio i don't know what he'd ever done um <clears throat> he was trying to get this program off the air mm. um and he, he's quoted as saying like we didn't want to write stories with the idea of turning each episode into like a video game or a toy and <laughs> then basically the show was like we gotta make toys yeah <laughs> yeah <obviously>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, having and that it, kind of thinking like that in the 1980s, that was never going to work. Yeah, it's never going to no, fly. No. Um, he and the thing is. They had written a second season mm. about how um, the program that Lord Dread uses, Overmind, becomes self-aware oh, and then yeah. starts to destroy the robotic life as well. It doesn't want any life to exist. Um, <laughs> that would have been pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like this... <laughs> just a thought I've just suddenly had about Captain Power and etc, etc. Mm. This would have been good as a choose-your-own-adventure series mm-hmm. like and a, not a TV show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like there's a story there. There's an interesting story there. But everything about the framing and everything else is just bad. Like, it wasn't yeah. fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. The um, If you look at the Wikipedia article, the whole episode list for season two is on there. So they got it, as far ev- as that? The the scripts were commissioned, they were written, um, and then they were never done, n- nothing was ever done with them. Do you think they're on um, public domain yet? Don't know. I think we could do something with them. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, Captain Fortune and the soldiers of power we'd call it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah um pilot dies in the season finale wow like she's yeah. she's blown apart to shot like, the only woman in the cast gets killed at the end they replace her they were going to replace her with another uh a woman in the in the season two because <laughs> you know women are expendable in the future i thought you were going to say they were going to replace her with a nun <laughs> How would have you? It's a weird choice. Captain Power and the uh, 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 soldiers of Christ, religious demigods of the future. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's been a couple of cartoons apparently, which probably were doing a better thing for us to do. And there was a video game. (laughs) That's that's not surprising. Was that like a a PC VMA sort of video game? Yeah, PC and Commodore sixty four. Yeah, it's VMA. It's not called a VMA, is it? It's the Video say? Music Awards. What are they called when it's like live action footage inside the video game? Oh, uh, FMV. FMV, that's the one. <laughs> video <laughs> Music Awards. Um, I uh, I didn't mind the episode. It was it was pretty stupid. Yeah. I think we've I think we've watched worse. I, think, I definitely um, think we've watched worse. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the top. It's in the top five of bad things that we've watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. you you could see how this would appeal to a five year old boy oh th- yeah i think so i mean but th- like just silver things in general appeal to five-year-old boys mm. i remember i used to watch this a team and monkey yeah. these were the oh, three yeah, things yeah. that i watched at the time and um my dad used to sit me down and watch captain power and the soldiers of the future <laughs> and my dad was, used to be like oh, I'm a bit sh- uh, it's a bit of a shame <laughs> that we got him involved in this monkey though that monkey. was a show it was a show but doesn't hold up do you not think I've watched a couple of episodes and I thought this is fun enough. It's like mm, it's it's really goofy. It's very um it's poorly plotted, I think. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Like like all of those uh sort of shows. Yeah, yeah. I used to also like the monkeys show. Yeah, uh, which used to drive my dad insane. <laughs> uh yeah, he was just like, I can't watch this with you. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, he was tired of monkeying around. <laughs> Very good, very Thanks. good. Um, but yeah, uh, would I recommend Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future? Um, to um, people if of you've good got, taste? <laughs> if you've got 22 minutes to, to spare yeah. and you want to laugh um, at some of the really bad potato quality uh, CGI animation on a potato quality uh, video, yeah. it's on YouTube. Um, and um, if, you've got, if you've only got 22 minutes left in general, like you're... <laughs> 
<laughs> to <laughs> live. The doctors have told you. Yeah, you've got 22 minutes. But I'd probably just wait it out. <laughs> Eve, just stick with your uh, your unending, well, unending, yeah. 22 minutes of, of agony as yeah, you just, die just rather than yeah. start yeah. <laughs> Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Um, I mean, to be fair, like if you finished the first episode and you liked it, that would be even worse because then you wouldn't be able to watch all the others. Mm. I'd, I'd give this a... If you give I'll this more than like a like a four, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I'd give this a three. A th- yeah, a three. A three is generous. I'm giving it a one because it was shit. <laughs> 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 like um, zero redeeming quality it was really bad <laughs> um uh, do you know what i will like for the you should never watch a pilot episode of these shows like whenever <laughs> we watch pilot episodes they're always shit <laughs> however this is really shit it's really but, bad <laughs> but one of the things that um i think is is redeeming it in my eyes a little bit is the like it was trying to do something with CG at the time. Yeah, they were trying that no one their else best. is doing. Yeah, um, it do, it does seem like this is the perfect um, designed by committee show. Like mm. you know, they wanted to get good writers on it, they wanted to get good actors on it, and then they decided, oh, we also want to make it for kids, <laughs> and we also want to make a video game, and we also want to make it be the the project that we're going to launch CG characters on, yeah. and we want it to sell a toy line. And it's like, oh my god, how is this? at all gonna be any way any way workable yeah it doesn't not, toy commercials in live action tv shows don't work as well as no just cartoons because the figures aren't gonna look like the people on the screen no they're gonna look like weird like blobby potato people more than anything else especially I'm, in the I'm 80s gonna... nobody knew how to do model heads on toys in the 80s i'm gonna i'm gonna uh read this uh paragraph to you captain power attempted to appeal to both children and adult audiences with its dark post-apocalyptic Apocalyptic storyline, all, all, all children's, all the best children's shows yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, showing the aftermath of nuclear war and alleged uh, featured allegories on topics such as Nazism and the corruption of children. Ultimately, this became the show's undoing. It was seen as far too violent for children because of its toys for shooting at the television and live action violence. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know what what, what does that even yeah. mean? Because of its toys for shooting at the television. So I don't what, understand. I guess, I guess the toys had like projectiles that you could fire okay. at the TV okay. but I don't think, it, the way they've written that is like they were specifically designed in order to shoot the television <laughs> is it like um, when Lord Dread appears fire at the screen <laughs> and it's less mature aspects such as the title drove away <laughs> adult audiences other factors contributing to the show's failure included the higher cost of a live action show each episode costing an estimated one million dollars to produce compared to the cheaper production costs of a cartoon as well as the fact that that the gameplay between the show and the toys was extremely poor. What are they talking about? Gameplay between the show and the toys. Is poor that trans- like... Did it have sections, animated sections, where you had to yeah, do stuff with the toys? I guess, I guess they mean that like the plot of the TV show wasn't accurately being portrayed in the toys. Oh, okay, okay. Poor transmission time slot choices also contributed to the show's cancellation. It was sold to syndication as opposed to a regular network time slot, which resulted in some television stations airing it in the five, 4 to 5 a.m. time slot on <laughs> Sunday mornings. Um, the subsequent poor ratings hasten the show's demise. In an episode of Star... Uh, no, no, I'm not reading his statement. Um, but yeah, so basically it was it was never going to work anyway, no. right? Yeah, 
yeah, there, there it was, was no it way that, that from was, the beginning. There was no doubt that that would ever work. No, they shouldn't have bothered. No, they, no. they could have used that time slot for I don't know snooker at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> What's usually on at four a.m.? Uh, isn't it that test card? And no one's <laughs> going to know what we're talking about because most of our listeners. I remember the test card. I remember uh, um, sleepwalking, going downstairs and setting the alarm off, <laughs> the house alarm off, and uh, sitting down on the, on the sofa and thinking it was like nine o'clock in the morning watching the test card. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what the test card is. The test card is when the stations went off the air. Yeah, how weird um, is that? At like yeah, 11 o'clock at night, the, the channels would just stop. They'd just end. Uh, but the test card over here was like um, a coloured checkerboard that mm-hmm. was really yeah. every colour. And in the middle, a child with a clown puppet. Yeah, yeah. It was really spooky. Like it, like all things that are British, it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember really C-Fax? Weird. <laughs> yeah, I do remember C-Fax. No one else remembers that. Teletext. Teletext. Um, Only way you can find out what movies were on. <laughs> yeah. What what was showing at the cinema? Yeah, yeah. For the British people, that was the pre-internet internet. Yeah, how crazy is that? A text service that you activated with your TV. Weird. <laughs> um We were living in the future and we didn't even realise it. Didn't even realise it. You know what? You couldn't uh you couldn't um support accidentally, of course, uh accidentally support anti Semitism on uh, or <laughs> uh, you know, anything like that on CFAX. No, you apparently can't. you can on X and then you can complain about your uh, yeah. advertisers. Oh, that did was you so see funny. That? Yeah, Such it was a really, child. It was really funny because like, the, the woman who's like running Twitter, I can't remember mm. what her name is, at the exact same time she was like doing an interview saying like, no, we're working hand in hand with the advertisers to figure things out and he was off swearing about them on another, on another channel. He uh, was like, the world will remember. Oh, it's so weird. Oh, it's such what a, a weird, weird man. He's, like a, he's a 50 year old boy he is he's a dickhead it's like um that sort of like you know that child actor syndrome where you're famous mm. or you're rich and you never really develop and yeah. then you end up becoming like a 40 year old child that's yeah. what he is yeah pretty much yeah um yeah we, he's, we uh, finished... he's, he's um he's richie richie's weird cousin reggie do you remember the, yeah. the one with the, yeah, like, the mono bra yeah yeah <laughs> he's such a dick going on with his hair plugs and his pleather jacket yeah and wearing his cowboy hat back to front such a twat <laughs> Um, <laughs> should we take a break and then we'll come back and talk about monkey bones? Yeah, let's talk about monkey bones. <laughs> that part, that game we've just invented. <laughs> yeah, where you get slapped on the ass with the blunt end of a cutlass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Power on. Captain Power and the soldiers of the future. Then 2147. The legacy of the Metal Wars, when man fought machine and machines won. Biotreads, monstrous creations that hunt down human survivors and digitize them. Volcania, center of the Biotread Empire, stronghold and fortress of Lord Dread, feared ruler of this new order. But from the fires of the Metal Wars arose a new breed of warrior. Born and trained to bring down Lord Dread and his Bio-Dread Empire. They were soldiers of the future. Mankind's last hope. Their leader, Captain Jonathan Pollard, master of the incredible power suits which transform each soldier into a one-man attack force. Major Matthew Hawk Masterson, fighter in the sky. Lieutenant Michael Tank Ellis, ground missile. Sergeant Robert Scout Baker, espionage and communication. And Corporal Jennifer, Pilot Chase, Tactical Systems Hour. Together they form the most powerful 
powerful fighting force in Earth's history. Their creed to protect all life. Their promise to end Lord Dredd's rule. Their name, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Hello there, we're back. You might be wondering what we're going to do with this segment. Are we going to hit each other on the arse with a cutlass? Uh, <laughs> Boy, I hope no. so. <laughs> no, that might happen next week on the Christmas special. But now we're going to talk about the uh, Henry Selick masterpiece. <laughs> Monkey <laughs> bone. <inverted> commas. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Spivsy's gonna do most of the talking on this one because this is such a bizarre uh, <laughs> production. Uh, I think odd. we've never ever picked two absolute duff properties before, See, and this uh, might be the first one. <laughs> it might be the first time we've both chosen bad ones. But I went like when I was th- like, said to watch Monkey Bone afterwards, I was thinking, oh, did I accidentally pick like a really racist transphobic movie by mistake? Yeah, maybe. Like, because I haven't seen this movie since like, since two thousand and one when it came out. Yeah. But luckily, it's it's not. It's fine. It's you know, it's a, uh, a comedy movie from the early two thousands. It's a bit outdated, but it's not in like an offensive way the only bad thing about this movie is it's really really boring like yeah i think people don't talk about it because nothing happens well the thing is i remember i've i've said to you that i have watched this but i cannot remember it um it it had a budget of 75 million and it made six million dollars back yeah i'm not really that surprised it's um (laughs) it though i think around this time there was a it's a very 2001 sort of comedy like there were other Mm. movies coming out around now that were like this very like mtv comedy stuff like mtv movies and i think this was like at the tail end of it where people were kind of moving away from that sort of humor if this came out like tail end yeah (laughs) (laughs) if this came out in like 97 i think it would have been more popular like around joe's apartment time yeah yeah i can see that i think it would have been a bit more maybe maybe that's it both these products are uh unprofitable in their time yeah uh yeah Watching this, it just made me want to watch Joe's Apartment because it's a better movie. That's got an- it's got animation in it. It's got um, dancing cockroaches in it. it but has. yeah, but anyway, Monkey Bone. Uh, it's about uh, Brendan Fraser is an animation guy. He's an animator. I forgot the word animator. <laughs> animation guy. He's an animation guy, and his creation is Monkey Bone, which is like if you've ever watched Comedy Central at like three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. where they would show something like Doctor Cats, but not Doctor Cats because that one's actually good. Like a really low budget, shitty two minute animation that nobody would mm-hmm. care about. But in this world, Monkey Bone is the most popular cartoon that's ever been made. Like everybody loves yeah. Monkey Bone, and I yeah, cannot I don't work how. out why. No, I don't no. know how. Like the one cartoon we see of Monkey Bone is a self biographical tale of Brendan Fraser as a child uh, getting an erection because his teacher has got flabby arms. Yes, yeah, so that's that's how the movie awful. starts. It's really bad, and everybody loves it. And he's like the most popular man in the world, and he's make he's going to make so much money from this Newgrounds cartoon that he created. <laughs> and but he doesn't want all of the the merchandise and anything. He doesn't want the money from it because he's doing it for, doing it for the art. I suppose mm. it's mm. they don't really go into that. Like if he's doing it 
it for the love of art because every time they talk about his artistic abilities, it's framed around him having nightmares and hating drawing. Like he yeah. hates his old pictures because they were terrifying. So he switched hands to draw cartoons, which doesn't make any sense. Like he drew no. all these nightmare stuff with his right hand, so he starts drawing left-handed and he draws cartoons instead. So yeah, I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. But then he hates that as well because he doesn't like Monkey Bone. He doesn't like the, what the character became. But I think they, if they were going to go that route with like he doesn't like his own creations, they needed somebody to be telling him how to be making his own cartoons because he's got full mm-hmm. creative control over everything. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make any sense. It it's doesn't like make any the, sense. The guy who wrote the tick saying, "Oh, they're, they're they're making me make this this cartoon this way," when really yeah. all I wanted was you know artistic integrity. No, no one's making you do this. No, Brendan, you, you've got control <laughs> over this. <laughs> I mean, oh, I suppose, like, the nightmares could have been, like, that could have been the making him do it, right? Yeah, but... yeah. But it's uh, it's strange. It's it, like the, the start off of the, the plot of this, of that he doesn't really like Monkey Bone and that kind of... Mm. Like, that's the reason he gets into the accident that puts him into a coma. Yeah, yeah the car is because It's because yeah. of Monkey Bone and the um, the merchandising behind it. I mean, I suppose there's some kind of allegory they were trying to say in this, wasn't there? That mm. mer- too much merchandising is bad because yeah. it will put you into a coma and uh, nearly kill you. And well, thankfully, you... Monkey Bone had no merchandising because of no. his poor box office. Yeah, because nobody gave a shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what definitely. I find... If this was going to be popular, they were going to do a cartoon. Mm. One of the tropes in, in films that I hate the most is a nurse or a doctor helps mm. you and then you fall in love with them and then you have a relationship. That is so sketchy. That doesn't it's happen in a... this. <laughs> no, but she's like... Um, she helped... Doesn't oh she... yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, she was a psychiatrist. Yeah, Doctor she was the one... McElroy. Yeah, she was uh, the one McElroy? who made him. Yeah, yeah I think she's the McElroy. sleep institute worker. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really bad sleep institute, honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were just pumping her full of drugs and then <laughs> like experimenting on him. And it was her idea to make him switch hands to draw something that, else, and that cured him. But it's so sketchy. It's like falling in love with your counselor or something yeah, it's like weird. that. It, yeah. It just it doesn't sit right with me. I think part of that is because I did counsel people. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's just so distasteful. Even in a comedy, <laughs> this whole like um, Florence Nightingale um, syndrome stuff. Mm. Um, I find really creepy it's almost like um grooming yeah if it, it's it, weird it just yeah feels like that and it's just so bleh, bleh. Bleh. Uh, weirdly enough, not the weirdest part of the part of this movie, though. No, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> Barely touched upon. <laughs> yeah, we've only got to the car crash. Yeah. So, um, uh, it's, it's named Stu Miley because Smiley. Yeah. And he doesn't smile, so it's a it's a joke on that. Which, mm. um, I always said gone a bit further with that on all the other characters, like give them pun names. <laughs> but <laughs> we just have to make do with the one. And he, I, he goes. I will point out, Brendan yeah. Fraser is actually really good with whatever he has in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's um just he's like in good, every other thing he does. He's a good um comic actor. He's a good like yeah. physical actor. Because it must have been so hard to do some of the physical scenes, like especially when they're in the club and stuff. Spoilers. Um, yeah. When he's like trying to get Monkey Bone back into the backpack and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, um, because yeah, I was, he wouldn't have been holding anything at that point. No, like he would have been just maybe holding like a stuffed toy or something. Maybe, maybe. But um, well, you could we could talk about like the animation aspects of this, I suppose. But the um, mm. that Monkey Bone is a uh, stop motion animated. Yeah, obviously because it's Henry Selleck. Who, at times uh, he's claymation, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a, he's um, most he's a, he's a stop motion boy, which yeah. I think he looked pretty good. Like he, yeah, he doesn't look like um, it's superimposed or anything. It, it looks like it's happening on the screen. He looks. Um, he 
he looks not like he's superimposed, like he's a living alum- animated element, like yeah. Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I, I thought they did a pretty good job. But yeah. uh, Henry Selick's stuff is quite good at that anyway, because um, James mm. and the Giant Peach did it really well as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, you can't really say because there's no live action elements to contrast it with. No, I suppose not. No, but I think he did a good job. And yeah. I wish that he had made more stuff since because he's kind well, of just um, faded into obscurity. I'm not he's sure. a weird looking guy. He looks like um, the guy from uh, Wild Bill from uh, Science <laughs> of the Lambs. <laughs> yes, yeah. He did um, Coraline, didn't he? Oh, Wendell and Wild. And, and Cor- Wendell and Wild, yeah. 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 Coraline was yeah, probably he the does, best good thing he did. Yeah, he does. He does, he's a weird looking dude though. not that yeah, there's yeah, anything yeah. wrong with being a weird looking dude but he, um, he does kind quirky. of look, he looks a bit like Lemby Opic mm, <laughs> the, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the, the Lib Dem politician <laughs> <laughs> well we're making all these timely references this episode yeah very British <laughs> episode this one <laughs> yeah. um, he goes downtown which is basically mm. hell or like a dream yeah. dimension and uh, Monkey Bone is uh, he exists here it's, it's like a, a realm of people's imaginary characters <clears throat> that all go to a bar together and there's like monsters and stuff and the monster designs when he's like walking around downtown to begin with so cool the stuff that you mm. see in the, the background like there's like an oni and stuff like that like a yeah, cyclops yeah. it's really cool and then a third of the of way through like a third of the way through the film that all just disappears yeah. and nothing happens for 50 minutes <laughs> yeah yeah there's absolutely like it's it's a weird, weird sort of like concept it's almost like they're part of the background rather than in any yeah. way it's, it's almost like they created another cartoon that they were going to do stuff with and then decided, well, we've done all the world stuff here. Uh, mm. We'll just use that background stuff for this. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the writer's room for this movie mm. didn't have a clear idea on what it was they were actually trying to do with no. the film. Like They had no. some ideas like we want there to be a like a ghost village. We want it to be like a bit horror, a bit... um. It's a, There's a lot of Japanese folk horror elements in it for some reason. I think they were yeah. like really going for like a yokai feel, but then they didn't know what to do. Like they did, they designed this area, this land, and it ended up being ten meters squared. Like there's nothing in it. It's... It feels very much like, um, much like Cool World's design feels. Like yeah, it, there was fifteen different people working on it, and they were all working on separate elements, but they weren't allowed to converse. Yeah, that's yeah, kind that's of what, what it feels, feels like. like. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. I feel like I, maybe he needed like an assistant director or something. Like he needs somebody, yeah. somebody else working on this with him. But but that yeah. is what normally happens on large scale animated products yeah. like this. You have an, a, a second AD, and they are you know they're they're keeping the artist's vision in line so yeah. that you know no one's creating anything that is too far fetched. And that's why Roger yeah. Rabbit, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, works really well. And I think this was Henry Selick's first time doing something that wasn't directly aimed at kids as well. Because mm. the other stuff he worked on, like Night Before Christmas and James the Giant Peach, were kids movies. Yeah. And this is the first time he was doing something that wasn't for children. And I don't mm. think he really got that like, discrepancy between the two audiences. Yeah. Because Monkey Bone is like very adult in parts. Yeah. But it's like full of fart humour and people falling over yeah. and it's animated. <laughs> like... Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know if he knew what he was doing for this one. No. Now, it, it not only feels like everyone designed a certain part of it, it feels like the three acts were written by different people. Yeah, it does, yeah. Because the, the first act is very, very Henry Selick. Because it's yeah. all like the uh, the stop motion anima- animation parts and the um, making fun of old cartoons and all yeah. that sort of stuff. <clears throat> it seemed like it was made by somebody who loved animation. 
Well, that's and what then, Coraline feels like. Yeah, yeah. And then when he gets to the point where Monkey Bone... Hypnos. <laughs> yeah, hit, like, oh yeah, when um, Giancarlo Esposito shows up. Yeah. In that really weird costume. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool, though, that they got him in. Yeah. I like yeah, Giancarlo yeah. Esposito. I think it's yeah. great when he whenever he shows up in anything. Terrible yeah, in yeah. Far Cry 6. Awful villain in Far Cry 6. Yeah, I can't blame people. Like It's like saying um, uh, Peter Dinklage was bad in that thing he was in. Oh, like, Destiny. Destiny, that's it. Didn't they remove like, him in like, an yeah, They did. They replaced him. Yeah. They replaced yeah. him with um, the guy who voices all the other things. Yeah. I can't remember his name. You know, there's two, uh, two yeah, guys. Um, Nathan, uh, he does Nathan Lane's voice. I can't remember. Uh, oh, uh, oh sh- uh, Joe Nolan. Nolan North. Yeah, Nolan North. Um, like, Peter Dinklage is not a bad actor. No, he's By not any stretch of the imagination, no. he's great. Um, I don't think he's as good as everyone seemed to think he was in Game of Thrones. But, no. like, he's a good actor. You don't just stop being a good actor because you do uh, do one bad performance. Mm, yeah. Sometimes it's bad writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in video games. Especially in video games. Yeah. I'll speak, like, can we do, like, an impromptu video game hounds? Because I've got what? two things that I've been playing. I've finished God yeah, of War. I've finished God oh. of War Ragnarok. Holy shit, Mwah. what a good game. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Irritated at myself that I wasn't able to get a PlayStation for this long to be able to play it. Have you done the Berserkers damn. yet? Oh no, no, no! You've got I'm, to go back I'm, and do them. They're so I'm, good. I know. I've been, I've been like slowly going around doing all the other stuff, but yeah, I'm not very good at the game, so I'm like, I'm <laughs> quite happy settling with my fifty percent trophies. Oh, I this I loved doing the Berserkers. The only thing that uh, was really tough for me was the last, the last Valkyrie. Um, mm, yeah, I went. And, I tried that. Yeah, I can <laughs> I remember telling you that it took me like eight days to finish yeah. <laughs> that one fight. I know. I'm playing on story mode as well, and I, yeah. made, I managed to get like. a tenth of the first health bar down before dying i thought nah i don't think <laughs> nah, i'll bother nah i don't need to do this ever again <laughs> but i started playing uh yesterday afternoon because uh, i got it downloaded ghost of tsushima mm. holy shit that game is good have I... you played it yeah, I played a fair bit of it, and then I sort of like like with all open sandbox games, I was like, uh, I don't have the time to devote to this. Yeah, because uh, I did the same with Horizon. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah I tried Ghost... Horizon. I, I wasn't, I wasn't into it. I couldn't no? I couldn't like care. Like, mm. I don't like Aloy as a character. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, the opening of that game is so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so atmospheric. Yeah. Have you and played? When, um, go on. when he like pulls the sword out and the, yeah. the vibration on the controller makes like a ring sound yeah. so cool <laughs> have you played um, Spider-Man 2 yet no I haven't no I'm waiting for Christmas okay yeah. it's, very, it's very good don't believe yeah. what Reddit says it's really good I um, finished um, Mars Morales yeah that's good yeah, it's that fun enough good. yeah, I, yeah. I, I wanted it, a bit more from it it, was, it, like... it felt very um uh, repetitive after a point. Uh-huh. Spider-Man yeah, Two is a little bit like that, but it's it's fine because there's lots of um, like you, you get tired of playing as Peter, you switch over to Miles. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like really that good. I'm playing Mario Wonder at the moment. Is it good? Which I've heard oh, it's good. It's just really great. It's really <laughs> good. There's like a um, seed you find in each level that is basically it just like changes the way the level works completely. Oh, that's like cool. like there was one where um, you. 
you you your body was like three quarters of the screen and you had <laughs> to get past lots of um, piranha plants by ducking and stuff like that that's and cool being really careful about your jumps um, <laughs> yeah it's just a really fun game like the, the best mario game i think i've played since super mario world it's oh, just wow. so good yeah i'm gonna have to pick it up i need to yes. i need to play it oh it's really good yeah oh but um thousand year door next year can't wait i for know that. so I, excited I, well i i think i'll probably get mario rpg after christmas yeah um yeah. because i want to play that again but i don't think i'm going to enjoy it as much as i did when i first played it i think that's very of its time game thousand year mm. door on the other hand yeah i think i could play that again tomorrow and still love it that's another link to the past super metroid game for me that you can pick it up and play it whenever yeah, exactly yeah, yeah um, like um a thousand year door is like my mario rpg because mm. i never had mario rpg because yeah england because I... yeah 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 <laughs> yeah I, I can't wait mm. it's I, I love thousand year door it's 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 the best nintendo game it's definitely one of them it's definitely up there for mm. me um i've recently started replaying earthbound um and that game is so good. It's really so, good, so but good. it's so long. Yeah, it's <laughs> very, very long. And it's like very the, long. It's very grindy as well. Yeah, yeah. It's I started like playing um, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> yeah, because talking, talking to, of grindy games, I know. I want. I wanted to play something grindy where I could like listen to music and just like kill mm-hmm. monsters. And the writing in that game is so fun. Yeah, like everybody's written like um, a, a British accent or like a mm. certain area of England is part of the. <laughs> part of the landscape of Erdria. So you'll go somewhere yeah. where this talks like they're in Somerset and then you'll go somewhere else where it's like East London. It's great. I love it. Like the, the, at the start of the game, one of the characters says, I nearly fell over and did myself a mischief. <laughs> it's great. Right. So Monkey Bone. The, Monkey the, the, Bone. The, the cartoon movie that we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. Um, they, he tries to like uh, escape from the from down... I keep wanting to say Dune, Dune Stairs like you know. <laughs> He's trying to escape from downtown, and um, oh, yeah, because they have to get passes, don't they? They have to get get like a cookly, yeah, they have to get a a pass, and you sit on this um, little machine and you get kicked and you go Mm -hmm. back into heaven and come out of a coma. Yeah, and Whoopi Goldberg is there and she's dead. So, Stu's sister, yeah, yeah, Stu and Monkey Bone disguise themselves as one of these like reapers who Mm -hmm. uh, go go around and kick people back up into into the nethers, and they get caught really easily, and something happens blah 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 mm-hmm. monkey bone ends up inside Stu Miley's body because yeah. he's the one who gets sent but sent up and he just takes over his life and he grows a soul patch and he um, is really misogynistic towards Bridget Fonda and mm. he basically sexually assaults her at one point but we'll move on from that bit yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, and but he still acts like a monkey, and I don't understand how nobody's realizing that he's like a completely different person now. Yeah, yeah, it's that <laughs> common thing of like when there's a body swap and they're so obviously swapped. Yeah, it's, so it's really, obviously. It's really oh, do you know what we missed out though? Um, Megan Mullally's in this, and she's great. It's, as his sister wants to put it turn the machines off oh like, yeah he's been, he's been in a coma for like an hour and she's coming yeah. insane to switch off the machine so that she can get the inheritance yeah she's a dick <laughs> <laughs> but this is the this is the um problem with this film like when they first go to downtown and stuff like that it's, it's quite interesting yeah and then this whole when the passes are introduced for like an hour nothing yeah, then, happens nothing happens it's just monkey bone uh, on the surface world f- freaking out and yeah. annoying people and being gross and then, yeah, and then you're not occasionally the toys fart yeah and stuff like yeah, that yeah and then occasionally we'll cut back to Stu who's in prison in <laughs> downtown he's in prison 
uh, with Stephen King and Edgar Allan Poe, which I thought was funny. Yeah. That um, Stephen King's Stephen King went into a coma and Cujo took over his body, and it's been Cujo <laughs> ever since. And um, there's a bit where Edgar Allan Poe calls him a pussy because he wants a nightlight because he doesn't like the dark. That was funny. That was a funny moment. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was when he got hit by the car. Yeah, probably. <laughs> before he did probably. Christie. Before he went on a decades-long tirade against the automobile companies. Yeah. After his cocaine days. So now you can put like Stephen King into different eras of <laughs> cocaine, hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Movies, current day. Current day is like political Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. Like that one with the dome and that one with the um the time travel. Mm-hmm. Did you read that um 1963 one, the 22 whatever's, no. whenever it was that he got shot? No. It's, it's weird. <laughs> well, that's, that's all Stephen King books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that man needs an editor. Like I know that people love Stephen King, and like, well, yeah, they would die for that man because he wrote The Shine and It. Yeah, and It. Also, It. Stupid book. Too long. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> the, its biggest problem is like it doesn't know when to stop. Yeah, um, that's what like, these books. You know, the book stops, and then they have to have a, uh, a preteen gangbang in a yeah. What the sewer hell is that in about? Order to get out, like, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah. It's really I mean, weird. Surely you're writing about. <laughs> that and you think am i a weirdo yeah yeah you would think like is this too far like mm. is this weird is this and a strange is. thing for me to be doing it is it is yeah i mean and all the other stuff about like the that it is takes place on the back of a turtle and stuff mm. like that that's weird that, that, that doesn't need any of this yeah movies yeah, all right didn't mind the movie sequel mm. was crap uh i mean if you want the full gamut of how stephen king is a weirdo start reading the dark tower books because mm. like they are just all so different and so weird they're not even a proper series is. <laughs> is that why the movie was so bad? Oh, I think the movie was just so bad because it doesn't know what it wants to do. It's trying to make a series, a serious point out of a series that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, monkey bone. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Shoe gets out of hell. And the yeah. only way he can go back is in another body. And yeah. star of the movie, Chris Kattan, is there. That's <laughs> <laughs> an organ donor. And he wakes up in his body. And it really good physical comedy acting in this bit where he's like yeah. he's got a broken neck so his neck's all like wobbly everywhere yeah. and he has to he has to um put a broomstick on his back and masking tape his head to it so he can stay upright yeah really great stuff and Bob Odenkirk is there as a head surgeon who is chasing this corpse across town because he's an organ donor and those those organs are his <laughs> which is really good like, I wish they had like done more with that because that's like a, it made me think of the Blues Brothers <laughs> yeah yeah well it's an interesting part of the film happening right yeah it's fun uh and uh chris Catan goes and um tells bridget fonda like i'm using the, the actor's names tells bridget <laughs> fonda that brendan fraser is actually a cartoon chimp and they kiss and it's kind of weird because it's not really him and also he's dead but whatever yeah. uh, and then um, Chris Catan asks chase Brendan Fraser on a, on a big hot air balloon and the world, like the hero of the film random cop just randomly fires into the air like barely even aims and shoots down the the, the um the hot air balloon potentially murdering both of these people that are hanging off yeah. like not the worst possible thing he could have done and he just goes back into a coma and he wakes up again and everything's fine and yeah. it's pretty much it that's that's monkey bone monkey bone goes back to hell and they get married i guess <laughs> the end yeah yeah i don't yeah uh, yeah it's the first 33 <laughs> minutes of this film it's good it's good yeah rest of it i wouldn't bother i'd watch the no. bit where the way he's doing gymnastics in the in a corpse that's pretty funny it, rest of it it's 
Like it's people don't talk about this movie because it's so unmemorable. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> as you were saying stuff, I was like, I can't remember this. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I so disclaimer to the I'll, I'll reveal it to the uh the listeners. I didn't have time to watch this this week. I have um you know had a bit of a hell week, which is becoming a regular bit of a uh, regular thing recently. But um anyway, um I had a bit of a hell week and I watched like the best of bits on uh, yeah. Monkey Bone on on a YouTube. Wow, video. was that like a three-minute video? It was like a ten-minute video, and <laughs> even during the best of bits, I picked up my phone and looked at my phone, which just goes to show there's an alternate ending apparently. Oh yeah, um, there's one where Monkey Bone stays inside the body. Yeah, yeah, Monkey Bone wins. Um, but it's it's just such a weird. It is such a weird thing. It's so weird. Such it's a like weird production. Star-studded cast. Like the mm. cast is brilliant, and they had nothing to do with it. Mm. Like apparently Lisa Zane's in it as Medusa. I don't remember that. She did it for like five minutes. Yeah. Isn't Lou Romano in it as well? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's loads of people in this. Yeah. Uh, John Turtro did the voice of Monkey Bone. Yeah. Which uh pretty good, honestly. But as far as like animated things go, it's not great because like the, no. the cartoon segments of Monkey Bone that they show are really bad. Like they're just shit. Like sub early Beavis and Butthead level humour. Yeah. They're There's um, all the stuff in the bar with uh, Miss Kitty, who I feel is like, I think... Um, What's her face does a really good job. What's her face? I can't remember. Yeah, Rose McGowan. Name is now Rose McGowan. Um, she's really good. Yeah, she's really good. Um, she plays almost like a Betty Boop type of character. Mm, she's yeah. really great. Um, they should have had costume design sh- in it. It's really good. Yeah, they should have had those two team up. Yeah, because she's not in it enough. But they, no, they, it's it's framed that they know each other. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And I don't know why. Like they're old, they're old friends. Yeah, which I didn't understand that. I feel like if you mm. want to watch like a high concept comedy which is in like sort of the same vein as monkey bone being john malkovich is probably a better choice yeah yeah <laughs> um that this is trying to amalgamate who framed roger rabbit and who, being john malkovich yeah and it doesn't work in any no, way shape or no. form uh, the moment the weird stuff happens is th- is normally the the bit where you're like, oh, this is interesting. Mm. Like you know, uh, let's pick a random film. Uh, let's pick Terminator Two since we've mentioned Terminator Two. The yeah. moment the T one T one thousand finds John Connor is when the film then kicks into overdrive, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Interstellar. The moment the, the the ship blasts off and they start doing weird things about the around the black hole and the planets with the time is when is when things start to go weird and you're thinking oh this is relatively interesting it might be a bit yeah. boring but it's relatively interesting the, when this film kicks off into its new gear the yeah. new gear is reverse yeah it slows down dramatically yeah like the bits with in the real world with monkey bone Frasier walking around doing stuff are so mm. boring yeah and they, they didn't want it to be because it's all like it's very high octane like he's you know shouting and everything and doing dances and like they, they have sex at one point yeah but it's really boring <laughs> the way it's framed is just so dull. Especially after like, you've just been to hell. Yeah. I, d- I think this is only slightly better than Cool World. Yeah. Which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, but I am glad that it wasn't problematic in the extreme. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was quite worried, worried about that for 2001 yeah, me, comedy. <laughs> me too. Um, it's like when you start watching The Hangover again, there's loads yeah. of um, and like uh, homophobic comedy in it. And you're like, what? I don't even remember this. Which yeah. is, you know, a problem with, you know, leading a heteronormative uh, life that when you, <laughs> yeah. don't, you don't notice this when it comes around, right? Yeah. I would 
would give this a four. Mm, yeah, four, uh, four or five. Like mm-hmm. just for the costume designs. Like I, I really like the design of downtown. I think it was mm. really cool. And yeah. like the um, the little creatures that were hopping around and the costumes. And I think it was good. I like the Minotaur that was inside the bar as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like that first half hour is great. Yeah, should have just ended it there. It's so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was one of those things that was like written as a concept and like okay, yeah. rush yeah. it to print. Um, and they never really thought about what, how they were going to get to the end. Yeah, if this was a short, it would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Or a series of shorts. You could have had them keep going back in back I like into the, like, downtown. Like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like the Beetlejuice cartoon. Yeah. Say Beetlejuice. The way we did it three times. <laughs> he's here. He's here. <laughs> behind you. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not, yeah. Uh, it's not our best two picks for Toon Hounds. No, but we got some good discussion out of it. Wink, wink. We have. We yeah. have. Um, no, so next week, I know we're going to go we've got emails to read yeah next week we were doing pirates weren't we or you know it was going to be pirates yeah but um it's december it's december so we're going to do the christmas special and we're going to do alternative christmas (laughs) and i'm going to sneeze okay (laughs) um so uh matt our buddy matt's going to be on again and we're going to do alternate christmas Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm going to pick i don't either i need to look at some stuff i want to do um something nickelodeon oriented yeah i don't like matt's picked a good one max matt's mm. picked a, a hanukkah episode which is great um and i wholly endorse um i don't know whether it's good to pick a christmas adjacent mm. thing rather than like trying to find something that is like you know here's a here's this uh religious yeah, uh, yeah. interpretation of christmas <laughs> i don't i don't want to do that um and there's not a lot of hanukkah related cartoons so i might find you know sometimes sometimes we're gonna have to do something like nightmare before christmas but it might be a bit difficult on a uh episode we've got a guest on because that's quite a long mm. product yeah. um we'll think of something but we're doing yeah, alternative christmases yeah yeah christmas specials that aren't directly about christmas yeah um so we've got some emails to read we certainly do and just when i thought monkey bone couldn't possibly get worse the inexplicable chris Catan pops up as a dead gymnast whose body is occupied by the real stew just as some corrupt doctors are harvesting his organs for the black market. What's wrong with my neck? You broke it! You're an organ donor! I'm sorry you had to see that, but don't blame me. Blame the makers of Monkey Bone for creating a depressingly grotesque and hopelessly juvenile comedy that contains not a single laugh, despite the presence of the charming Fraser and the talented Bridget Fonda. This is a shockingly bad effort with crude sets and flat animation and desperate performances from supporting characters Catan, Dave Foley and Rose McGowan. Even with the likes of Double Take and Saving Silverman in the rearview mirror, Monkey Bone is hands down the worst comedy I've seen this year. Halfway through the thing, I was actually rooting for the projector to break. This episode, this emails, is from Thomas Martin. Hey, Thomas. And it is entitled Two Knobs and Hound Sticks. <laughs> and it starts It's a jolly holiday with Toon Hounds. Mary Poppins immediately came to mind when I heard this episode was going to be about yeah. live action and animation coming together. Dick Van Dyke's atrocious cockney is seared into my brain and is the first instance of an English accent that most kids in America the past 60 years have. I'm yeah, so shame, sorry. Yeah. It's, I mean, 
I've spent a lot of time in the East End of London, and let me tell you, they've got it dead on. Got <laughs> everybody there sounds like this. <laughs> so I, I was born. My dad is from uh, the southeast. I was born in Greenwich in the southeast. Um, I, uh, when I am drunk or when I have lost the will to live uh, or have spent too long at home, will um, descend back into yeah. a slight southeast London accent. Yeah. Um, uh, no one sounds like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> In, in London, uh, southeast, yeah. southeast London, catch you up, <laughs> you slag, <laughs> you, you slag, oi Mary, you slag. Wow, it's like I'm there. <laughs> um, based on my research, when Brits try to do American accents, it's almost always the California Valley Girl accent from Clueless or Mean Girls. The oh my god, hi for sure. Can't wait to hear Spivzy read that. Seems like an easy go to for American inflection and isn't quite the leap a cowboy accent is, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Other examples of the hybrid genre, and one that I wish we had picked, to be honest, Space Jam. It's the next oh, one that comes shit. to mind. Why did we yeah, pick we Space Jam? Yeah, Space Jam's Space terrible, Jam. but it's great. Shit yes. movie, but it holds up. Space Jam is the perfect meh movie. Yeah, it's think- it's the perfect something to put on ITV2 in the afternoons movie. Mm, yeah, <laughs> ITV2. We're we using a lot of British references. Oh, people know what ITV2 is. They can work out that. They can work that one out from context <laughs> clues, surely. <laughs> Uh, Space Jam is the next one that comes to mind, and it kind of doesn't hold up that well, but beyond nostalgia and a genuinely great idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> From what I've seen in the second one, LeBron is a much better actor than Jordan, but the rest of the movie was a disgusting plug for WB properties that are being locked in the tower, never to be seen again, so they yeah. can get a tax write-off. Did you um see, you said that, uh, he said there was nothing they could have done other than to, uh, get rid of those movies for the tax write-off. He said it wasn't his fault, that there was no other option. How? How? And um, I don't even understand. Understand. Yeah. I don't even understand that that way of thinking. I don't either. It doesn't make any sense. Like why? Oh, what a stupid man! And he said this yeah. like a couple of weeks after the writers and actors strike had like been yeah. finished. What an idiot! Jesus yeah. Christ! I should be in charge of Warner Brothers. Oh <laughs> do, my do god! A I mean, job. I mean, with the butchering they've done with the DC universe. Yeah. I, yeah. I just. Nah. <laughs> uh, Disney might be evil, but they're still better than most studios at managing their IPs. To be fair, the bar is very very low <laughs> it is very low yeah i mean um disney did their own space jam 2 several years ago when they made that wreck it ralph movie oh yeah where the whole movie is just look at all the stuff we own yeah and it's really bad nothing happens in the movie and it's really yeah. boring but you know the princesses are there and they're wearing funny gimmick t-shirts so maybe i'm the idiot the only bit of wreck it ralph that was funny was the uh villain support group yeah <laughs> yeah that was the only bit like, i like the first wreck it ralph movie but the second one is really bad mm. second one is isn't worth even watching at this point. Right. I find that with a lot of um, Disney, or sometimes most most of the time with Pixar sequels as well. Yeah, um, yeah, they're just not worth it. Finding Dory is terrible. Yeah, uh, Incredibles two is bad. Uh, Isn't that Cars weird that they went like Incredibles is one of the best Pixar movies. Yeah, and then Incredibles two is one of the worst. It's so awful. Yeah, stupid villain as well. Mm. Uh, Muppet like, Babies came to mind for TV. What do you say? Mm, I said. Un- 
unwatchable. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not good. Not a good movie. If we're talking, if we're talking animated elements, we also could have done stuff like um, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, we could have because yeah, they're, yeah. They're puppet, it's puppetry. So but we I feel like we should. Well. We should save that one for puppets. Yeah. We if we ever do, if we or if you just do Muppets as a thing, I feel like there's a, there's a better place for. Muppet I Christmas feel like Carol. I feel like they have missed the boat with doing lots of different Muppets. Like yeah. they could have done Muppet Star Wars. They could have done Muppet Schindler's List. <laughs> no, they couldn't have done Muppet <laughs> Schindler's List. Um, but they could have done a load of Muppets related. They could adjacent. have. Yeah, it's a shame that they never. I would love to. Like, the, my one that I would love love to see is Muppets Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Muppets where, Alien, where Gandalf is the only human. Yeah, that would be so good. It'd be great. <laughs> you could have Animal as Gollum. It's like... That is really good. Oh, but would you have Kermit as Frodo or Ro- Robin as Frodo? Oh no, I would have. List, hear me out on this. All right, <laughs> I would have the the um, hobbits be all rats. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and I'd have Frodo be Aragorn. Yeah, uh, Fozzie be Boromir. <laughs> I'd have um, Gonzo. Well, who would Gonzo be? Oh, Legolas. Gonzo's Legolas. Gonzo's Legolas. Yeah. yeah. Rolf would be Gimli. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got this all sorts. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> we're, do- we're doing it. <laughs> 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 Muppet Babies came to mind for TV. They'd splice in live action footage into closets, mm-hmm. sell them into movies at times. I wonder how they had the budget from that, as I'm pretty sure they crossed many different studios and had some big budget and current at the time films. It was made mm-hmm. to Star Wars, especially the opening credits with Raiders Tie Fighter. Yeah. They did a Star Trek episode of uh, Muppet Babies, didn't they? They did. And it was like an arc. It was like a three-episode arc. I loved Muppet Babies. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Better than it had any right to be for being called Muppet Babies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Ever see the Page Master? I remember yep. it vaguely, but I also remember not really liking it. It scared me as a kid. Uh, we had a... Um, we had we watched it for school once, and I can remember it being... Uh, yeah. Like, you know, kind of like, this looks... Oh, they've put all the best bits in the trailer. Kind yeah, of it's one of those movies, yeah. But Corley Culkin is not a good actor either. We watched Home Alone uh, with Evan mm. yesterday, and uh, apart from the bit at the end, yeah. Home Alone is not a good film, and Macaulay Culkin is annoying in the film. And yes. Really annoying. Like, you want Harry and Marv to get him. <laughs> you want him to murder him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Um, Page Master occupies the same space in my brain as the Phantom Tollbooth. Okay. Yeah, it's like they're, they're the same movie to me. They just seem like feel like the same movie to me I mean both of them are like a live action kid goes into somewhere and becomes a cartoon boy mm, but it's hard for me enough. to differentiate between the two of them yeah. um, that was another decent idea with potential but just wasn't super interested in, in, super interesting the cast is loaded though with Patrick Stewart Leonard Nimoy Whoopi Goldberg Leonard Nimoy is there twice Christopher Lloyd and of course Frank Welker Leonard Nimoy <laughs> Uh, this film Richie Rich for the last ones of Macaulay Culkin's kid career this and James and the Giant Peach really didn't blend the live action animation that much it was either one or the other from what I remember mm. was that that was Macaulay was that Macaulay Culkin in James and the Giant Peach as well no no I didn't think it was I thought it was like that other it one. was the kid <laughs> it was the kid who was in Neverland wasn't it what Michael Jackson's resort <laughs> his theme park <laughs> no. um, finding <laughs> Neverland that was Macaulay Culkin uh, yeah oh yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, you know the one? Yeah, I know the one. The you one, the yeah. Finding Neverland's the one with um, where Johnny Depp plays J.M. Barry. No, J.M. Barry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the kid is that simpy-looking kid, Freddie yeah, Highmore. One, fr- yeah, yeah. Is it Freddie Highmore? Yeah. Is it the good doctor himself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what? wow. He's been around for a while, hasn't he? Jeez, I thought he was only about my age. Uh, James and the Giant Peach. Uh, hold on, hold on. Is he in James and the Giant Peach? Are we, am I just lying? <laughs> I just hit my microphone. He's lying to me. How can you tell lies about Freddie Highmore? He's nothing sacred. I could have sworn it was him. I don't think he's right. that old. James and the... Perhaps it's just that the animated thing looks like him. Yeah, because, I mean, I was going to say it was Jacob Tremblay, but it, it can't possibly be him. Uh, it is... Well, he hasn't got a picture on IMDb. Oh, that's a good start. <laughs> Paul Terry. No idea who that is. No. <laughs> Should we get him on the show? Do you think he'd be willing? Could he we get him on and not J- talk about James J- and the Giant Peach? He's known for James and the Giant Peach, T- Tears Before Bedtime, and Lady Gaga Married the Night. Oh. Well, is that a, you know, is that a stellar it, career? At least he's still working. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. Another vague childhood memory is bed knobs and broomsticks. You were going to choose Yeah, you were nearly going to choose that. Yeah. I was going to pick that because I think it's the one that people forget. Mm, and But yeah. it's it's so disjointed as yeah. a film. Like there's the, there's the bit, uh, there's all the bits at the start where they're getting the bed knob back from yeah. the guy who stole it. Then there's that big bit in the middle with the uh, the whole animation about the football match. Yeah, yeah. And then the, there's them the fighting Nazis. Bit. Yeah, it's really strange. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's great in it though she is and so is he I can't yeah. remember his name um, it doesn't matter it doesn't Rick fucking Morales. matter <laughs> Rick Dastardly <laughs> yeah Rick Rastardly <laughs> uh, he said wow just looking at the post you can tell how many corners Disney started cutting in this era the animated designs look very much copied from Jungle Book and then yes. Robin Hood borrowed the animatics from yep. both of these and the Aristocats and even the dance sequence in Snow White I still love that film but you can see how the company lost its ambition a bit after Walt died mm-hmm. outside the theme parks where that's written is like that walk died outside the theme park (laughs) (laughs) just clutched in his chest and fell to the floor david tomlinson david tomlinson who was also george banks in mary poppins yeah he was the dad in mary poppins and the kids from mary poppins in it as well so but not only did they borrow from that sword in the stone as well there's bits where uh you can see wart is mowgli yeah yeah you can yeah you can just see it (laughs) it's funny isn't it (laughs) and there's I can see why they reused it. They uh, reused bits of Sword and Stone in uh, that crap one we watched, Black Cauldron as well. Black Cauldron, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peach Dragon was another mess 70s Disney film that happens to blend live action and animation. I hear the remake is one of the only good ones so far, if that was actually Hmm. good, if not better. Uh, I haven't seen it. One good song in Peach Dragon. rest of the movie's crap. Okay. I liked the Jungle Book remake. I think that was the only one that's been good. That was like the first one, wasn't it? It Yeah, No, Cinderella was. was the first one, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Do you know what we could have done, but we never would have done it? What? Song of the South. Oh, I'm not doing that one. Yeah, Jeez. I know. And we could have done it, but we, we would could've. never have done it. Uh-oh. We could have done it if we wanted it to be the last episode of Two Hands. Um, yeah, I've never seen Song to prison. Of... <laughs> I've never seen Song of the South. Neither have I. No, um, I, the closest I've ever come to seeing it is I had one of those Disney sing-along. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the the moving ball. Uh, yeah, bouncing things. ball. Bouncing ball. And um, there was a Song of the South. 
South song on that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't ever do that. Uh, does Lord of the Rings count? Either version? They had a ton of rotoscoping, and the Peter Jackson Gollum is a CG animated character. Yeah, uh, that could be I an email. So. It could be, that could be its own email or three. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, but if, um, if we if we go in that, like, if we if we accepting CG stuff for this sort of thing, any of the Star Wars, there's like any movie that's ever come out in the last thirty five years mm. <laughs> would <laughs> would work. Yeah, uh, Family Guy does a good tribute to Anchors Away with Stewie tap dancing with Gene Kelly shot for shot yeah. the same way. At one point, you can see Jerry reflected in the floor. Also, Jerry <laughs> talks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are any of the Tom and Jerry movies... Um, I said that in a weird way. Tom and Jerry movies. <laughs> the movies? Um, uh, I don't uh, think so. No, they're not, are they? No. I mean, there's only one good Tom and Jerry movie, mm. which is the one where they sing in an alleyway. I think even that one's shit. It, it, yeah, but compared to the others? Oh, yeah, compared to the others, it's Fort yeah. Knox. Uh, Fort Knox? <laughs> well, I don't know what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full of gold, maybe? Is that what I was going with that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm very tired. It, but compared to that, it's gold, is what I meant. Uh, but it's I said Fort, Fort Knox. Knox. Like I'm a uh, um, goldfinger, Auric goldfinger. <laughs> You're just making a metaphors. <laughs> it's like cool as a sausage factory. It sure is. Not sure what Sean's going to say about Last Action Hero, but I've got to say that this was way ahead of its time. Dismantling mm. action film tropes, especially in the early 90s. Also, Charles Dance is the villain. You know what, though? I don't like that film. Do you know I what, think though? I... I've never seen it. <laughs> so, everyone loves Last Action Hero, and um, I can see what it's trying to do. Yeah. I can see how it's quite a clever idea, quite a clever concept, but I just think it's boring. I've never seen it. It's Last Action Hero, the one where somebody like fires a bazooka at the side of a car, and then it flops back down, and the car's perfectly fine, and it drives away. Oh, I don't know. That sounds like true lies to me. Yeah. <laughs> it could be either one of them. Um... <laughs> also, in response to Last Times Garfield conversation. I actually don't hate Chris Pratt as Garfield in the trailer because Garfield is a kind of snarky Joss Whedon type of character in the first place. Nobody can replace the immortal but dead Lorenzo music. But mm. I liked what I heard from Pratt far better than what M- Bill Murray did. I also really oh, like the animation. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it just... funny that Bill Murray played Garfield in the live action movie? Yeah. And the guy who voiced, voiced Garfield, Garfield played, played Peter Venkman <laughs> in the, in the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's crazy. Other than that, though, world. yeah, I agree with everything you say about the movie needing to focus on John instead of Garfield's dad. What is it with Chris Pratt movies and daddy issues? I mean, Rodney Dangerfield collar pull. <laughs> okay, time to go dance with some penguins. Toondles. Yeah. <sighs> We're gonna have to do this. We're gonna have to do this theme again, aren't we? Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, because there's a lot, and bedknobs and broomsticks would be a fun one to do because it's batshit insane. Um, <coughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> just like fighting, uh, having a football match with uh, a king lion, and then fighting some Nazis with some enchanted armor. Mm. It's just such a batshit film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they could get away with this sort of thing back then. You could make a, mm. a stupid movie. Mm. We have an email here from Sean, friend of the Who? show. Sean. Sean. I thought you said porn. Yeah. Like, what? From porn? Yeah, we've had from an the email whole from of the, the porn on the internet. Yeah, from the concept of porn. I sent us an email. Stop Why don't you being talk about more porn popular porn? than us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a telegram they sent. Uh, this one is entitled Animated Insertion. <laughs> Hound dogs. I took a day off. Ain't that quaint? And on said day off, I decided to write into the best darn podcast featuring just two of my friends. Only two of them. (laughs) I can't believe you didn't watch Rescue Rangers. For shame. For shame. It's got ugly Sonic in it, for Christ's sake. 
Yeah, we didn't even think about that. Oh, oh we could have no, done no. Sonic. We could have done Sonic. We could have done Hop. We could have done <laughs> any movie that um, Cyclops has been in in the last 15 years where he <laughs> hangs out with an animated character for some I love reason. you calling him Cyclops. <laughs> like, that's his, his name. real name. <laughs> uh, James Masters. Yeah, he's No, that's it. the guy who's in Buffy, isn't it? I don't know. I just know, I just know him as Cyclops and Sonic's dad. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> don't look it up. It uh, doesn't matter. James Marsden's his name. <laughs> James Marsden. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I wanted to talk briefly about Rescue Rangers prequel, though. A movie I am positive has come up in the preceding hour about nine times. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. More to the the point, I was curious how critics treated that movie at the time of the release. The New York Times wrote, Although this isn't the first time that cartoon characters have shared the screen with live actors, it's the first time they've done it on their own terms. So the Toons have one way of viewing the world, the humans another, and the director, Robert Zemeckis, as the mastermind presiding over this wizardry has an all-important overview. Who Framed Roger Rabbit should be a delight for children of all ages, except, perhaps, the ages of real children. What does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? Should be a delight for all children of all ages, perhaps, except, perhaps, the ages of real children. Are they saying that it's a delight for children of all ages, (laughs) apart from people who are actually children? Um... I but I hate, I hate the way the New York Times writes things. It's but so we're so much cleverer than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you write in a caption for our competition and maybe you could pretend to be as clever as I? <laughs> I love that, and the dip definitely made me run out of the room terrified. Mm. Uh, I like the dip. I think the dip is such a cool thing to put into a kid's movie. Mm. It's so like so aggressive, but it's still cartoon. It's so clever. But it's it's like the deconstruction of your uh, your interest, right? Yes, it's, it's really the deconstruction good. of your idea of what cartoons should be. It's That's acetone, it like. acetone, benzene, and turpentine is the dip. Yeah, Don't yeah. know why I remember that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, no. and now for something completely different. Let's resurrect the old game. Not the one you're thinking about, an even older one. Pick shit or dick shit. Oh. Okay. Pick shit or dick shit. Whiskers from Last Action Hero spin-off. Starring Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger together again. With I don't know what Whiskers was, but I'm going to assume... I know, it's cat food. Cartoon mouse or cartoon yeah. rabbit? Is Danny DeVito the cartoon character? I, it would have to be. But then again, uh, if it was I mean, a mouse, it would be really funny to have Arnold Schwarzenegger voice in it. I automatically pitch anything that has Danny DeVito in it. The man yeah. does not get enough work and he is insanely good. And yeah. he's a good guy as well. Yeah. And he's a massive liberal, which uh, always gets a tick in my box anyway. He's a cool so, dude. Um, uh, I, watched yeah. a, I watched a clip from um, Always Sunny the other day. I haven't watched Always Sunny in like six years at this point, but no. I watched clips on you two every so often where they find out that Charlie has got another room in his apartment that he never told him about it's like it's just a it's a room bigger than the room that they both live in yeah yeah. and Danny DeVito's face is so funny because it's it's as if it's the first time he's seen this room it's it's great (laughs) it's like his face just drops he's like what the fuck (laughs) I Um, love it it, that show became so much better when Danny DeVito got it like it's like oh yeah it's insane how much he adds just by being Daddy DeVito. Yeah. Oh, that episode where the walking and he's hung himself, but his neck's yeah. too thick. The, <laughs> just the, swing in there. Oh, where man. he's got the ham, where yeah. he gets bit on the head by the bat, uh, <laughs> where he, the, it, the couch gives birth to him. Oh, it's so There's good. There's so many good episodes. Alright, picture your dicks here. Next Spider-Man live-action movie has Tom Holland open a rift into the Spider-Verse and recruit an unlikely ally, the preschool version of Spidey and his amazing friends. First Spider-Man movie to be given a hard R. 
Ditch it. <laughs> Ditch it, yeah. <laughs> that Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends uh, cartoon is so bad. And so is the 1970s uh, Spider-Woman cartoon. Mm, uh, yeah. Really, really awful. <laughs> Picture or ditch it, Nintendo just announced a live-action Zelda movie is in the works. But live-action is so loosely defined these days, so my pitch is Nintendo just retells Ocarina of Time with real actors except Link. Link is the same model from the N64. Um, I do you know what I ditched that concept but if they based it on Ocarina of Time I think it would be so good I I don't want them to base um, base it on Tears of the Kingdom or the other one Um, yeah Breath Breath of the Wild it needs a story it needs to feel like a fairy tale what it needs to feel like is Willow yeah I want Pig Gannon to be in it I want it to be I want it to be like proper Hyrulean I want it to like him going to Gerudo Village and things like that yeah you could make it the um, Ganondorf no, mm. wait a minute. Ganon, wait a minute. Which one's which? Uh, Ganon is pig. Ganondorf is man. Yeah. So Ganondorf, yeah, Ganondorf Dragmire is his name, isn't it? Uh, you could have it that he is, you know, uh, a Gerudo. Because um, he is a Gerudo, isn't he? He's a Gerudo uh, male. Uh, yes. I think. I think. Um, I don't remember the names of the, 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 the races in it. What are, no. the, what are the um, golden people called? What are the rock guys called? Uh, the Koroks. Koroks, yeah. No. No, Koroks are the little... The Koroks um... are the little seed men. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Darunia, I can't remember. Goron. Goron. They're called That's the Goron. The yeah. Um, I think, but I think that is the perfect way to do it because you've got different races, you've got mm. them, they all interact, you've got lots of different characters, you could have the chic element, which I really like, because um, it makes Zelda not just a, a princess to be saved. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would be hard to do that in one film. Yeah. Are they, do, are they doing a movie or is it meant to be a TV series? I don't know. Either I think, way. I think a, t- a TV series would probably work better. Yeah. Because you'd we'll be able see, to get we'll all that in. It. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> no, I don't either. Um, um, like Mario 2 will happen obviously yeah yeah. Um, I'd be surprised if they weren't working on that already it's, it's a probably shame finished that... yeah <laughs> it probably is already. Illumination take about 5 minutes to do yeah. a film to be honest um, yeah I'm hoping that Zelda would be good Zelda's I'm ho- and I'm hoping it leads to a live action Metroid film mm. oh did you so see so great did you see the Fallout trailer no it's it looks great it looks really good I'm always sketchy on Fallout <laughs> games no it's the TV show it's the um, oh is it I didn't the Amazon- it's the Amazon Prime live action TV series. Oh, I'll have a look it, at it after. It looks really good. Mm. They've got like super mutants and everything in there. There's ghouls. There's a ghoul with like a cowboy hat and he's got a six shooter. And there's somebody coming out of a vault and there's uh, chimeras. It looks great. It looks really fun. But yeah, great. I was pleasantly surprised when I watched the trailer because mm. I went into it thinking, oh, this is going to be rubbish. But nah, it looks good. It looks fun. That sounds great. Yeah. Here's another email. Oh, thanks, Sean, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He said, um, talk to Latoon like, instead of later. <laughs> It was late late tune. Really mm. clever. <laughs> <coughs> Guess who has written this email? Uh wait, wait, let me let me think. Who have we not had an email from yet? Hmm. Is it V? It is. Wow, just so good. And it's entitled Where's the Veef? Where's the Veef? Veef sounds like a euphemism. It does, yeah. Let's yeah. not use that again. <laughs> It's late in the Toon Hounds Towers offices, and our brave Toon Hounds are looking for answers to the question. Why didn't V email last episode? Mm. They go down to the Toon Hounds Towers boiler room, which has been established in canon as V Hound's office. As the two hounds peek through the window of our office, the room is dark, lit dimly by the glow of one of those chunky old wooden panelled 3x4 TVs. She's done it. 
She's watched all 757 episodes Jesus. of The Simpsons. She has a major case of graining fever. Not terminal, but she sure is yellow. Like The Simpsons. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, Rick, it. Rich, Rich laugh. Yeah. Why aren't you laughing? It's no fun if you don't laugh. <laughs> I did, I think the, I did I sort think, of laugh. I think the Joker said that maybe. Why, yes, hounds. I've climbed the mountain. I've watched every single episode of that ridiculous show. And to what end? 70% of it isn't even very good. I've slurped up every single lawn nugget I've been given for The Simpsons. And now I'm going to regurgitate them for you like a mother bird feeding baby birds. Wow. Weird, Did you okay. know? <laughs> you know, whatever. Did you know Ned Flanders moves the leftorium to a kiosk in the mall and then leaves, loses the business completely and becomes a cover teacher for Springfield Elementary School in memory of Mrs. Krabappel? No, I didn't know that. No. Did you also know they give Bart a new teacher after like 10 seasons? No, no. I didn't know that. Did you know Comic Book Guy gets a Japanese girlfriend who he marries and they they both live in the basement under the android dungeon. I did know that because she's a character in Simpsons Tapped Out. Uh, I didn't know it. Did you know they add a side character called Mike Wegman who idolises Homer Simpson but always calls him Homer Simpsons and is essentially another Gil who's just another Troy McClure? No. I didn't know that. Did you know they have a, mo- a musical episode with Marge as the main character and have someone else do her singing voice but only for her and every other character has their normal voice actor sing? I did know that because it's Kristen Bell. Is it really? Yeah, and it's it's so weird it's such a weird choice I mean it's obviously because uh, Judy Kavner is like 7 million years old and her voice yeah. is shot yeah her voice like every time I hear her in a recent uh, Simpsons I'm like oh god yeah really weird yeah. did you know Cletus's surname is Spuckler I mean she's put Splucker which <laughs> it's not that <laughs> His full name is Cletus Delroy Spuckler. No, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I knew that. Because I'm clever. I know everything. Uh, Did you know they still occasionally call Snake Jailbird? Because that's his real name. It is, yes. His last name is Jailbird. Hmm. And Mayor Quimby is Diamond Joe Quimby. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. I'm cursed with the forbidden knowledge. Like an event horizon when the guy from Jurassic Park 3 sees a spooky dimension. Or hell, or whatever happens in that movie. I haven't seen it. What do you mean the guy (laughs) from Jurassic Park 3? The guy who's in Jurassic Park. He's in the third one as well. I mean, he is, but that's a weird thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming down to the Toon Hounds basement. What did you guys even watch this time? Oh, Rich and Swifty talked about how cool animation techniques are. Neat. I sure love how the Money for Nothing video looks. It's got that low-poly aesthetic everyone loves. Let me turn low-poly right now because I'm a Toon and I can do that. Poof. See, I did it. Ooh, look at my polygons. There's like 60 of them. <laughs> do you think we're like enabling people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I love how V has created this whole uh, canon for herself. She's <laughs> yeah. now accepted canon to both us and all the other fans yeah we have not said a single thing about it to uh, corroborate it i forget I, about it most of the time <laughs> i use the word corroborate because i feel like we're going to be in court one day about it <laughs> when she goes on some sort of rampage <laughs> so yeah that's why i don't come, didn't come on the show last week i mean because i'm here i live in the two now studio i come sure. up from the boiler room for every episode of the show or is this an email in the context of the canon of the show uh-oh my link is leaking just think about it but wait v fans there's more a double packed bumper issue of v mails for you this episode you're welcome rich i sent this as a jumbo email instead of like eight little ones would that be funnier maybe oh what a thought yeah it's perfect oh, okay. let's keep going but, uh, i always put i'm probably not reading these dot 
<laughs> the right way. <laughs> oh, I love when there's a live-action people in it, but also a cartoon people, and they hang out and interact. Like in Roger Rabbit, but not that one because we already rocked it. You know, like in Looney Tunes Back in Action with friend of the show Brendan Fraser, and uh, Cool World with Brad Pitt, and I guess that Tom and Jerry movie no one saw that came out last year counts too. Oh yeah, they made a new one. There we go. I thought there was yeah, one with um, Rob Delaney's in it as a, yeah, a hotel yeah, yeah. manager. Yeah. Also, oh, he was in done, a string of shit movies, wasn't he? We could have done Looney Tunes back in action, couldn't we? We could have done Looney Tunes back in action. I can't watch my copy of Looney Tunes back in action because it's um, NTSC and it doesn't work on anything I've got. Because it's spooky. <laughs> yeah, it's too scary. <laughs> oh, and the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. That's got. Um, oh yeah, Robert De Niro. Yeah, that's a weird movie. Yeah, yeah. I think I only I saw, ever saw twenty minutes of it. Uh, I went to cinema to see it when when it came out but I was like 10 9 or 10 so I think I can get away with watching that at the cinema yeah, if I was yeah. like you know 31 and went to see it that would be a bit weird yeah what did we even watch again Monkey Bone right with friend of the show Brendan Fraser it's like Grim Fandango but with the cat girl maybe yeah. I'm very normal about the presence of a cat girl she has a girl rating <laughs> she has a girl one rating of 7.2 hey John Carlo Esposito's in this you know from the boys and Far Cry 5 6, Six. the early 2000s sure loved putting cartoons with live action people Rich watched some Rich Ash show he looks like VR <laughs> troopers, but even worse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Hounds, question time. It's 2000 and something in your studio Big Cheese is at some company. You've been given the green light to turn an animated property into a live action slash animated film. What are you going to do? Okay, so it's got to be a li- it's like start of live action and then go live action oh, wait, slash animated. I, th- I thought she said the opposite. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Animated property into live action slash animated. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Um, so Samurai it'd be Jack. like... Samurai Jack would be a pretty good one. Yeah. I'm trying to think what in, would be in one In before where... you even said a word. I was like, Samurai Jack. <laughs> Samurai Jack. What would be a cartoon where the characters could jump out of the TV and then interact with people in the real world? I'm going to say... Ed, Ed and Eddie. Super secret secret squirrel. <laughs> he comes at... Um, Morocco Mole has got an invention that sends him out of the, out the TV. And now secret squirrel has to join a proper human secret agent task force and he's paired up with a, a sexy lady because it's 2000 and they go and do they do uh, spy stuff and maybe the, the villain is an he's, he's a car, he's another Hanna-Barbera cartoon character who's come out the, out the screen or it's um the bad guy from Danger Mouse and it's a crossover oh uh, what's his name shit the one who talks like this yeah yeah you know the one I mean <laughs> I know the one you mean shit. great great answers hounds Baron something Baron yeah, Greenback Baron, Baron Greenback yeah it's him He's the bad guy, and the good guy um, is Secret Squirrel and Morocco Mole. Yeah, I think Samurai Jack. And this the uh, the sexy lady character is uh, Ben Stiller's wife, whose name I can't remember. The one who's in Dodgeball. Oh, I know the one you mean. The one who yeah, was like attractive woman. In yeah, a yeah. Lot of things. She, she's in it. Yeah, she's the other spy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. hounds. Totally responsorino. Do 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 do. Two news report. Do 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 do. Dardman denies reports. It's running out of the fancy clay it uses to make its movies. Oh, what a weird story. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Uh, Coyote versus Acme got binned for a tax break and everyone says the film was going to be real good. Womp womp, toilet flush 2.wav. Warner Brothers, more like war not going to release half the movies we make. Um, uh, somebody who worked on that movie like went behind people's backs and like released the behind the scenes footage yeah. stuff to Vimeo and stuff. That's great. Like, more and then, of that, please. But then didn't, because of the positive reaction to it, yeah. isn't it yeah. n- potentially not going to be canned yes, now? potentially, yeah. Uh, Bobby Bob Bargiger said they're making a fourth Frozen movie. Maybe they should let that franchise go. Oh, Hey-o. Yeah. 
Let it deep freeze. That's what it needs to go into. They're going to make an Inside Out 2. Can't wait for Disney to handle mental health issues of anxiety with all the tact of a sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they released some pictures of, like, the new emotions. And one of them is, like, ennui or something. Right. Really, like, they've already got sadness. I don't don't know why they did that. Yeah. I I hate that that film has mostly negative emotions in it. Mm, Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. uh, Sadness, fear, anger. Disgust, isn't it? I don't remember. And joy. Yeah. And... It annoys me that all of the characters in uh, Inside Out have got like sort of not the Disney homogenized version of what women look like characters, like yeah. the the emotions apart from Joy, and they made her the main character, or the yeah. most like generic looking character. Yep, uh, it annoys me. What a great email, guys! Well done all round. Rich, pick it up next time, okay, buddy? Get out there right, and give it your all next email. <laughs> I will. I will uh, write a better email, and I'll be more excited. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> V's V fully V V V V Thank you V That as always Was very good um... <laughs> We've got one email left Oh And it is from It's from Nate It's from Nate And it is entitled Artoon Howd's Cartoons in Real Life <laughs> Hello, boyos. I don't have a lot to add, except to say that I really enjoyed live action mixed with animation when I was a kid. Of course, mm. no one did it better than Roger Rabbit, but there are a lot of other favourites of mine. I watched the three Caballeros Caballeros a lot, which taught us that Donald Duck is horny for human women. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> who yeah. isn't? Who is? Who among us? Uh, I loved James and the Giant Peach, which was weird as fuck. Also, mm. The Pagemaster, where Christopher Lloyd helped Kevin McAllister find books on killing robbers on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Plus, the horror book was Frank Welker. Anyway, love you guys. Keep on tuning. It's sent from my iPhone. I like every single person has mentioned uh, that clearly yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was the best one. And yeah. we are all in agreement that it's the, <laughs> probably the best uh, best example of that, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah. they did it the best. Yeah. It's just like the techniques they used to make it look like those cartoons were existing in the world. I think that's the thing. If you, if you It's so easy to just put a cartoon in right mm. yeah. um, it's not so easy to make them look like they're living in the world and I think that film was really about care and attention yeah. and I yeah. think like that's it shows that they loved it so that everyone else could love it as well yeah. but you, you just made me think you just said um, that's the thing we could have watched the thing <laughs> we could have watched the thing there's lots of animated stuff in yeah. the thing uh, we need to do that once we need to completely uh, go uh, against the grain of anything <laughs> yeah. that is animated or based on animation <laughs> Uh, that's all of our emails today. Well, that's that's good. That was more than we had last time. That was a nice so little chunk four of emails. Numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so next week then we're gonna do our Christmas special. So it'd be good if everyone could get an email in for that. We'll send out a reminder on the Discord. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll have Matt. We're talking about the Rugrats Hanukkah special. Um, mm-hmm. we'll also find uh, some other things. Yes. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, this might be one where I'm like, Spivsy suggests I watch something. Oh uh, no, just... then I've got to find two things. Oh, okay. Right, I'll try and think of something. Is there like, um, a, I'm going to try to find like the most obscure, random shit that's got like barely any connection to Christmas. But yeah. if you squint, it looks like Christmas. Like, is there a Mike Lewinog Christmas special? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we're doing that. We'll do that next week. We're actually recording next week, but the episode will probably come out on Christmas Day. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that will be exciting because Christmas Day is a Monday, which is a release yeah. day for Toon Hounds. Um, were we late a week on this one? Um, we're sort of because we had that week off. The right. other episode would was a week out. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But we're back to like a regularly scheduled proper calendar month now. So bye. 
fine, fine. For as long as that, as that for as long as that lasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Story Lords is going to get messed up because uh, that will be Boxing Day that uh, mm. we would have to record, and then I am only around for a couple of days, and then I'm going on holiday for my 40th birthday. Oh wow, you old man. I am old. I feel very old. Um, <laughs> you look. So oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks. I do. I do. Um, so uh, if you are listening to this, uh, you are obviously a fan of the show. Yeah, if you've made if you it wanna, this far. If you want to be a super fan of the show, uh, <laughs> then you can head over to patreon.com slash toonhounds. I was going to say Story Lords then. Don't go over to there. Well, go over to there, but not in... Yeah, you can it. go there, but don't don't put any money down. <laughs> just <laughs> do just it, look. <laughs> do it after you've put the money down for Toonhounds <laughs> as well. Um, so, uh, and you can pledge to us for as little as a pound. I think we probably need to put that up in the new year. Do you think? Uh, yeah, I think two pounds. I think we shouldn't get fifty p <laughs> each. That yeah, is... We should. <laughs> that is. Uh, so you can I mean, buy some you know, penny sweets. Yeah, um, but you could go and pledge there, and you could get access to like you know side projects and stuff like that that we do. We're, we're overdue one. We are going to do yeah, another yeah. one. Yeah, we are. Um, we've got to talk about some comics because I read the whole of Ultimate Spider Man. Um, the, the whole thing. Uh, even the Miles Morales years, and um, yeah. If you just want to hear someone lament about how they had a golden <laughs> egg and turned it into a giant turd before Miles Morales come back around, um, then you can listen to that because Hooray. they fucked that universe completely with <laughs> yeah. uh, by giving it to someone whose son had just died and he basically decided that death was something that he wanted to talk about all the time, so killed about fifty percent of the characters in the universe off in screen the most, for most of them <laughs> in the most horrific ways possible. Yeah, um, what a, what a yeah. great. Series. I've been so reading um, public domain comics, yeah, like fifties like and sixties, like true crime ones. Nice, man, those are nuts. Like, they're yeah. crazy. I've, I've been reading um, crime doesn't pay comics, which, <laughs> which uh, it's but one of the funniest facts I found out recently is that the co-creator of Crime Does Not Pay Comics is was a convicted killer. He um oh, wow. was he was arrested for first degree voluntary manslaughter after he killed somebody in a car park, and he went to prison for three years and was released and then a, a, like, a couple of years later he got hit by a car and died and I thought did wow. he not read any of his comics he edited yeah. that comic for 13 years and he still didn't know that crime didn't pay yeah. Just, it makes well, you think there you go not, yeah. it doesn't make you think too hard no uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, you've got a project that you you want to talk about, right? Yeah. Something I'll that be- you started. <coughs> we, I've got a, a Twilight Zone podcast on the way, which I am making with friend of the show, Squid Ludwig, and it's called The Unlocked Door. And every episode we are watching an episode of the 1950s classic series of The Twilight Zone, and then an episode of the 80s revival series of The Twilight Zone. And good. we just talk about it, and it's really fun. We've um, recorded one episode already, and we are hoping to get things out by january in the new year nice you're going to yeah. try and do a few episodes so that you've got a fallback we are yeah we're going to that's do a, a um do that's a, a much more professional way to do things yeah. than we do <laughs> um that's good i'm going to be yeah. on an episode you are yeah do you we've got to figure out which one you want to do though yeah i know i'm going to figure it out i'm gonna i i can't be on a shit episode <laughs> no you gotta be on a good one <laughs> they're all good they're all good they're all good um i've got a question once you finish twilight zone are you going to move on to the outer limits uh we are yeah yeah that's good yeah, because gonna... there is some good Outer Limits episodes as well that I really because there's um there there are less '80s episodes than '50s yeah. episodes. So at some point yeah. we're gonna have to like move on to other things. But yeah. Well, it, the I really liked the '90s Outer Limits show. I thought that was so good. Mm. I thought 
it was just really, really good. It recaptured my love of old sci-fi. That's cool. Um, so, yeah. Um, cool. I look forward to hearing the first episode. Coming to a podcast provider near you. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, so, and I imagine there will be a Patreon for that as well. At some um, point, we haven't talked about it, but I assume at some point. Yeah, I mean, you got <laughs> you got you got to get those pounds, man. Yeah, <laughs> you got to pack them on. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, this is the last episode before Christmas. One. Make mm-hmm. sure you get your emails in before uh, Christmas. It, well, before next Sunday, really. Oh, yeah, that's... they're not going to be able to do that because this episode comes they're out on, fr- on the Friday before the Sunday. Yeah. So but go back in time if and... you are a time traveler. <laughs> um, we will have already asked you, so thank you in advance. Yeah, um, thank you. But, uh, past itself in in the future, you're welcome. Yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect, Bib. Um, perfect. Uh, thank you as always for listening. Uh, or, or most, I say this like about once every four episodes or so, but um, we really love doing this show uh, mainly just because we like talking about comics and cartoons. So uh, it is a blast that and very touching that you like what we. Do because we just would talk into the ether if not for uh you guys so thank you very much um spiv anything to add before you we go um another brendan fraser movie blast from the past do you remember that one yeah the one where he's in the bunker with yeah alicia silverstone i like that yeah film. yeah yeah i like that film as well it's just because you said it was a it was a blast and we watched things from the past so if you think about it yeah this show not too dissimilar to blast from the past with brendan fraser friend of friend the show, of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um as always guys uh, take care of yourselves and each other uh, be good to one another and let's try and make this world a much nicer place uh, yeah. and we will see you in two weeks for another episode of Toon Hounds uh, on Christmas day on Christmas day in the morning <laughs> <laughs> maybe not in the morning <laughs> maybe not in the morning no I'm not uploading it that early jeez give me <laughs> time right, to open my presents <laughs> bye guys his bits of coal that he's going to open <laughs> yeah I need to warm my furnace <laughs> some of us haven't got a 11 chimneys to power. Oh no. I you know it makes it makes the house cold, but then <laughs> Right, bye. Alright, bye. <laughs>